this is the first time I'm talking myself down to this microphone. Let's see how it goes. But, okay. So, tonight, my goal is to finish up this praying for missionaries. i look through three specific areas of, well, three specific areas in the missionary's life that we can be praying for them. Um, tonight we're going to look at their cultural life, their financial life, and their furlough life. And just as a quick review, uh, we looked at the need for intercession uh, for missionaries. We have the example of Paul request, requesting prayer of the churches. We saw that missionaries are involved in spiritual warfare. Um, they're subject to great temptation, and they have a greater accountability uh, those are the needs for intercession. Here's some specific areas of intercession. Last week, we looked at their spiritual life and many different ways we can be praying for missionaries. Um, I mean, they're applicable for everyone else, too, but specifically for missionaries, we looked at um, their daily time with the Lord. Um, pray that they'll be broken before the Lord, anointed of God. They have a burden and love for the souls that they're ministering to that they'll have clear objectives, um, looking specifically at what the Bible says, what the point of a missionary is. Then we looked at their physical life and the different areas in their physical life that we can be praying for them, their physical health, their physical protection, and their emotional stability. So tonight, we're going to um, finish up uh, the last three points um, of different areas we can be praying for for, for our missionaries. So um, I'm going to look at their cultural life first. Um, last week we there was that point that culture shock is real, and yes, it's real. I mean, I've never experienced it, but I've heard plenty of stories of missionaries that have um, gone to other countries. I mean, even places like Canada, it's a different culture. Oh, of course, different places in the United States, it's a different culture, too. Um, so it, it's different, and they have to face that. Um, they most likely um, I mean, they have to adapt to the food, the custom, or the language there. Um, and then this is an alarming stat. 25% of missionaries don't adapt and eventually come home um, just because they can't uh, fit in and adapt to um, the area where they're ministering. Um, and then, of course, humility and respect are needed to adapt. Um, missionaries, especially ones, well, from wherever they're being sent from, whatever country they're being sent from, they're not going to that country or that other place to make them Americans or wherever they're coming from. They are there to preach the gospel and point them to the Bible, not try to adapt them to American customs. Like, think about Ben and Alyssa. I mean, they're not over in Thailand trying to make the Thailand people, Thai people, Americans. Now they're trying to teach them the Bible. And, um, of course, there are things in every culture that aren't biblical, um, but that's one thing they have to work through. But again, they're not trying to make them Americans. They're trying to preach them the gospel. Um, 
so culture shock and then language learning. Um, uh, it's often called the second test of their calling. Um, I mean, think about it. Most of us learned English growing up as we're kids. I mean, we have two-year-olds. They're learning to speak English because they hear us speak it. But, I mean, that's the way God designed it for kids to learn a language, hear it growing up, and learn it from their parents and those around them. Well, Ben is, let me think, he's born in 87. He's 35, or will be 35 at the end of this year. He's learning a brand new language to him. It's been 30 years, 30 plus years since he learned to speak English. Now he's trying to learn to speak Thai, and Thai is such a different language. Like, it doesn't use that our alphabet. I mean, there are several languages that do use that alphabet, but it's symbols, and it's a tonal language. So that's a very difficult language, and that's not the only example of a difficult language to learn. I mean, of course, English is somewhat of the trade language of the world, but for people to really understand the gospel and like spiritual concepts, they need to understand it in their own heart language. And that's why the uh, missionaries are trying to learn their language so they can communicate better. Um, and it can be a, a great source of discouragement, not being able to communicate with people um, I mean, I took a couple years of Spanish, and that's frankly an easy language to learn compared to Thai or Chinese or some other uh, language like that. Um, I mean, you're going back to kindergarten when you're learning a language. Hear, discern, pronounce, read, and write a language. Um, Alyssa showed us some of the things that they have, and like, yeah, it's like first and second grade type of stuff. But, I mean, that's how we learn growing up. So that's the way they're going to have to learn other languages, uh, especially, well, in Thailand, um, for, for Ben and Alyssa. And it requires a great deal of discipline and concentration. I mean, I'm going to keep using Ben and Alyssa as an example. But, I mean, they have five kids. I mean, we have one kid, and it's hard to keep up with her. She was up at 6.30 this morning. And thankfully, she goes to bed at 8 o'clock normally, but um, they have five kids, and they're trying to do their language studies and then keep up with the normal things of life and Bible studies and all that. It takes a great deal of discipline and concentration. And then, um, I mean, humility is needed because you got to get back to a childlike state of being in kinder kindergarten in the first couple grades of school. So language learning, that's a cultural life um, thing that they have to learn. Family, I mean, the wife has to adapt and learn um, as well. Um, I mean, the man is usually the one that's called to the mission field, but then his wife has to come along with him, and go. she goes through all the same things as, as the husband, as uh, the missionary. Um, and then not just the wife, the children, they have to adjust and learn. Um, there's going to be many separations and interruptions in their family life. And then, of course, temptation for resentment and rebellion, especially in the kid's life, like 
why did mom and dad drag us to the other side of the world? We're not near grandma and grandpa, our friends, and everyone else. Um, it can be a hard thing um, for culture change. And it's interesting. Um, they're the missionary family that we know of who were ministering in, the, in Ukraine, and they left right before Russia invaded. Like one of his missionary uh, prayer letters, he's like, he said this after coming back to the States for a couple of weeks. He's like, we really don't know who we are anymore because they're not, they don't feel comfortable in America anymore because they've been, they were in Russia for a while, then Ukraine for several years. And then, of course, coming back to the States um, for, for protection, they didn't fit in there. And, of course, they didn't totally fit there in Ukraine. So they're like, they don't really know who they are. Uh, and that can be a, a, a very difficult thing for their cultural life. So that's uh, the cultural life. Think about their financial life. Uh, of course, they have needs that need to be met. Um, missionaries can't usually take a second job or start a business. Um, now, some people like Nat Williams over in Thailand, um, his visa is, at least it was at one point, like a, um, a teacher's type of visa because he was teaching English. And that was one way he could get into the country. But he's not getting paid for that. That's just his way of getting into the country. Um, so if they don't have enough support from churches in the States, um, they can't take a second job just because they're on a visa. Um, and of course, every country is, is different when it comes to that, but um, normally they can't take a second job. Um, the dollar often devaluates uh, between uh, furloughs. Um, I mean, they might initially go to the, um, the country with plenty of support and the exchange rate is good. Then they come back for a year for a furlough and they go back and they find, oh, I mean, of course, inflation's going up right now and everything with Ukraine and everything else that's going in the world. I mean, money's fluctuating. I mean, I think we'll get down to this here in a little bit, but yeah, we're complaining that it's $4 a gallon of gas here. Well, in Africa, it's normally about seven, and that's and it's been like that for a long time. So, um, it's not just us that deal with financial things. It's it's worse normally for missionaries. Uh, yeah, rate of inflation between furloughs changes, loss of support. Um, some churches just either can't afford to. Um, support the missionary anymore or they have a change in leadership or a change in mindset and churches drop uh, support for missionaries um, that happens uh, children's health and educational needs um, Nat and Ann they have, their one son has some learning disabilities and uh, thankfully they were able to get a lot uh, done for him when they were back last year or the year before but uh I mean, that's, that's not a cheap thing. Um, and educational needs, most likely they're going to be homeschooling the kids. Um, what, Alyssa bought, what, how many years worth of curriculum? I mean, 
two or three years. Um, and she had to plan all of that ahead of time. And of course, that costs money. Uh, if they don't have the money to pay for that, I mean, they won't have the materials. And Amazon doesn't work the same in every country. In most countries, it doesn't. Um, so that's the needs to be met. Cost of living, uh, very high in many countries. Um, and they're considered rich by nationals. So, like, they don't get the deals. And um, they're, they're targets, frankly. Um, yeah, susceptible to robbery and being cheated. And I've heard many stories of, I mean, I mentioned that one missionary last week who was uh, beaten up and thrown into a trunk. Um, and praise the Lord, he was okay. And he's been serving in South Africa for 32 years, but it happens. Um, and most goods are imported and costly. So um, like the normal things that you might be used to here in the States, if you want to get those, it's going to be a lot more. Uh, vehicle costs normal are normally double. Um, fuel, uh, gave that example, $3 plus more. Um, price of vehicles, price of repairs. Um, it, it's a lot more expensive to live on a foreign field. Uh, ministry travels are expensive. Um, one time, Katie and I were looking at tickets from here to Thailand just to see if there was a possibility of us going for a visit at some point. And this was a couple of years ago, and it was like $1,500 for a round trip for one adult. I mean, think about missionaries. I mean, Ben and Melissa, two adults, five kids. That's going to be thousands. I mean, right now it's, it was uh, a one-way trip, but it's still thousands of dollars um, to travel um, by plane all over the world. And then think about um, visitors and hospitality. Um, I mean, there are people like, um, like churches like to take uh, trips, foreign trips, and visit their missionary. Well... That's a very expensive time for a missionary. Um, like families want to visit their family on the foreign field. It's expensive, and they have to find a place to put them up. And yeah, it's nice to visit and all that, but it costs. And uh, it's a it's a great thing, but it's also a very expensive thing. Um, think about equipment and literature, computers and office supplies. Again. Amazon's not usually available. You don't have a Best Buy or a Micro Center right down the road for these things. Um, and the price of that is a lot, a lot more expensive. Most missionaries need to, uh, if they want to print or get equipment or um, tracts and Bibles and different things, Bible Institute type of uh, courses, they need their own printing equipment, and that's expensive to do. Um, because shipping stuff is very expensive. Um, I mean, Nat Williams has, has done some of that, and it, it's, it's a very expensive thing to get a uh, shipping container from the States to the other side of the world. So it's usually more cost-effective to have your own printing equipment, but someone has to run that, maintain that. It's expensive. Um, tracks and Bibles. Um, we talked about uh, the language barriers. There's not 
tracks and Bibles in every language that's at least a good translation. Um, and that's a, that's a difficulty for, for missionaries. Um, shipping and customs, just mentioned that, but shipping uh, literature, that's expensive. Or cor- correspondence courses and mailing. Um, sometimes it's hard to uh, connect with people um, or bring, uh, this is Brother Castor specifically talking here, like I know in Africa, um, they're, they have contacts all over the place and they want to do Bible studies with them, they do it through the mail. Well, that can get expensive and, I mean, we complain about our post office here. It's, our postal system is probably one of the best in the world. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's an expensive thing for them to get courses out there and get training material to people. Um, so there's some practical things uh, there in their financial life. And then last of all, looking at their furlough life. Um, this specifically talks about um, in uh, Acts chapter 14, um, it says in verse 26, uh, and then sailed to Antioch from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode a long time with the disciples. Um, a furlough, a time for a missionary to come back to report um, to their home church and then also to other supporting churches, it's a biblical thing. I mean, it talks about how they rehearsed all that God had done. And they abode a long time with the disciples. They need a furlough. They need a break. Uh, most missionaries do it every three, two, three years um, if they're able to. There's some missionaries that don't get a furlough for a decade. Um, just financially, it's expensive, and sometimes they don't want to leave the people they're dealing with, but um, they need to have uh, the rest, revival, and refreshment uh, spoken of here in the book of Acts. And when it comes to that, I mean, they really need to be received and welcomed by their home church. Um, and, of course, most, well, here, housing need. Uh, when missionaries leave for the foreign field, they sell their house or their apartment lease is done. Um, or if they were living on church property, that probably got filled by someone else. So they're going to have a housing need. And not every church is able to have a, an apartment or a place for them. Um, and usually when they come back, they're back for a year or so. Um, so they're going to need housing. Uh, they're going to need some fellowship and encouragement. Uh, like they need the reconnection uh, with... Um, with their home church because I mean it's been several years and of course with our technology these days it's easier to keep up but it's it's still not the same um, they'll have ministry opportunities to share burdens and blessings and I was thinking when Ben was back um, even and he was only back for a couple months he worked on that Bible Institute part um, like you're able to access those videos now because Ben worked on that when he was back um, they need to have some ministry opportunities because um, they're not um, in their normal flow. They're in the foreign country, but um, they, they need to have those times. 
Um, their wife and children need to be ministered to. I remember um, the one family I referenced last week when they would come back for a furlough. Their kids, they're two or three years older. I mean, they don't remember everyone, so they're going to be shy. It's going to be hard for them to reconnect. And kids sometimes are just cruel and trying to reconnect. It doesn't always happen. So uh, we need to be praying for their, their wife and children to be able to be ministered to when they're back. And, of course, health needs um, to be met. Um, are there things that can't be addressed on the mission field or be really expensive, so they try to get those things taken care of um, when they're back, get that uh, rest and refreshment. But then they have the reverse culture shock. They've been in the foreign field two or three years, now they're coming back to the United States, and yeah, it's a very real need that needs to be dealt with. Um, adapt to the rat race of American life and develop those quality friendships that they would need um, and just reconnecting with, with old friends and family. And yeah, it takes some time. I mean, I have the example here in the book of Acts and they abode a long time with the disciples. Um, they, need, they need some time for the rest, revival, and refreshment and reconnect with people in their home church. And then <coughs> once they are done at their home church, usually several months, whatever, it depends on the missionary and the church, then they have their deputation travels as they go back out to report to um, they're supporting churches or go out and try to get some more support. I mean, that's, that's where Ben was when his dad passed away. He was down in Texas um, going, to report, or going to some other churches, I believe, that were considering taking him on for support. But when you think about that, uh, most missionaries or most churches, uh, and maybe a, just an American thing, but they expect a display and prayer cards and little trinkets from the country that they're from and like the money or whatever. And then, of course, these days, an update video. I mean, uh, most missionaries try to come up with something that they don't have to stand up there and recite everything at 50 churches. They just put together a video. But not everyone is Ben Hall who had a video production company before he left for the mission field. Um, not everyone knows how to put a video together. Uh, and hopefully they are able to get some support from a tech guy at their church, but it is something that, that is expected uh, or it just makes it easier in reporting to other churches. Um, and of course, depending on how many churches support a missionary, they might not be able to get to them all in a year's time. So sending out a video to those churches is a nice thing to do, but you have to make the video. And again, not everyone knows how to do that. Um, think about their vehicle or having a, a potential RV. Um, I mean, it would get expensive going to hotels and expecting profits chambers or whatever, and they might need a bigger vehicle, an RV, and getting that get that purchased and then of course selling that again before they leave just all these things that we don't have to normally wor uh, worry about living here things missionaries have to think about 
Um, scheduling appointments. I mean, going all around the country trying to coordinate with churches and people having missions conferences and things like that. I mean, that's going to take some time. It's going to take some planning. Being like, okay, I'm going to be in this part of the country. What churches can I get to? Are they available? Can I stop in? I mean, it, there's a lot of logistics. And then, of course, again, this might be an you know, uh, American thing, just expecting the missionary to preach when they come to give the update. Um, most missionaries that I've seen when they come in, yeah, they do preach and uh, give an update. Um, and I remember one missionary kid, he was telling me, he's like, yeah, my dad preaches the same message at every church, so I've learned to count ceiling tiles and things like that. But, I mean, they still have to prepare a message. It still takes effort. It still takes time um, to, to do that. And if they're traveling all around, I mean, you know how hard it is to you, have, you prepare a message and you preach it, and it's like a lot of effort. And, and if the missionary preaches on a Sunday night, they hop back in their car Monday morning. I mean, it's tiring. Um, and they need, they need that strength. They need help. And then just there can be discouragement um, as they go around the country in different churches. And they might not see the, well, the desire in the Great Commission in doing what the Bible tells us to do as they go around to different churches. They might, might have been churches that were great when they were there a couple years ago, but things change, and that can be a discouraging thing uh, for missionaries. So those are just some things for the missionaries' furlough life, their financial life, and the cultural life, things that we can think about, things we can be praying for um, for our missionaries.